de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 59. 50 what? 59. 59? 50, Those in, were ours! <laughs> we're in Texas, y'all. Welcome. How's everyone doing? How's my water bur- Oh, snap. Yikes. This is a sore subject. Dang. We'll get into it in a little bit. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is Rafael Retweet Tamayo himself. Thank you for calling me that. Do you like it? I, I prefer that over Rafi Raf. <gasps> for real? Yeah. You never told me you didn't like that. When you tried calling me Ralphie Raf, I was like, you do not do that. I didn't call you, but Rafi Raf is different. It, right, but it still sounds like I'm trying to swagger jack, and I'm not. Okay, well, sorry to hurt all the F-boys out there that maybe wow. felt attacked by that. Because <laughs> none of us noticed. But anyways, how are you? I'm fantastic. Are you really? Yes. Tell us why. I'm fantastic. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, we will let you know why in just a second. How um, are you? Oh my God! Thank you so much. That's for two asking. episodes in a row. A man asked me how I'm doing. It is a miracle. Shout out to you. Look how we give men applause for asking a very common question. I am feeling great. Um, we had a little work Zumba class, and apparently she was like, do you feel energized? And when she asked me, I was like, no, I'm tired. But now I'm like, oh, shit, that thing just came through. Now I'm ready to go. So if y'all want to go to Zumba, please come. Anyways, um, I'm great. Thank you for asking. But it's been a minute now since we last recorded. So I need to know what your internal temperature is. Okay, yikes. Okay, weird. Um, I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for Memes. Yippee! Go, Rafi. So... There's been a ton. Damn, uh, he pulled up a whole lineup. <laughs> no. These you are didn't my, need all that. These are my saved videos. Okay, go ahead, Grandpa. Let's see. It. Dang. Do you know? Uh, speaking of, do you know how to upload videos to Facebook? Oh, Grandpa, for real. Okay. My life in meme. Let's hear it or see it. Oh, no. No, why is the lady from the Bujeda show on there? Mira la chica sexy. Well, yeah, little. Oh. <laughs> Tell us what's happening on the video for people who so, can't see. <clears throat> this young chef prodigy is pulling a pie out Absolutely. of the oven. A pizza. And a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> a pizza pie. <laughs> and as she's getting ready to put it on the table, she trips and falls and everything falls. Things fall apart. Damn, and that's then, a good book. And then we hear. En un segundo cambia la vida. Por eso debemos aprender a vivir como you. si la palabra mañana no existiera. That lady is so tricky. So, yeah. <laughs> Life changes in a hot second, and we have to live like tomorrow's not guaranteed. And if you ever watched the Mujer TV show, 
on freaking Telemundo. It was all dark sided. And it scared you and made you never want to talk to a man. <laughs> Somehow I'm still doing it. It's crazy. Um well that was great. Do you want to show us any more from your stash or oh, was I, that it? From my meme stash? Yeah. I'm I'm hiding. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them locked up for uh, for future use. All right. We'll see him next week. Um I did not think as hardly about this like I should have. Um but I did see this image briefly on the internet and I felt kind of like <laughs> Um there's an alligator with a knife stuck in its skull. Yes. And I just think it's amazing because it's just But going. it's in a Texas lake, right? See, it is Somebody me. quoted it and in said... In Texas community. Somebody quoted the, or quoted the original tweet and said, whoever pulls the knife is the king of, of Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah, that's how I saw it. That's how I saw it. Um, so it says it's a swamp, lake, and river. What? Oh, that is not what it says. I did not read that correctly. Either way, I feel like this alligator because he's still thriving, I think. He's just going to keep going gonna keep living his life um and i hope he's okay even though i'm a little bit scared of alligators um so same it's a fascinating thing but he's a legend because he's still going and i just made him a he and i don't know why i just gendered an alligator but i guess that's the american way um so here we go we're gonna keep rolling those are our meme moods and today since this is our our little catch-up episode um we've had some lovely guests in the past few weeks we had marion marshall and vicky meek with us last week or a couple weeks ago it was really fun always great to have them we certainly will have them back sometime soon because as you all can tell they have a lot to discuss and there's so much we did not get to go over um but we had a great time with them and this is technically supposed to be our in-between buffer episode which is usually just between Rafa and I, but I had to bring in some great friends with me because they're both magical in their own regards. Um, So you might hear them throughout the juice, but more importantly, we brought them in to discuss um, some important terminologies and language and different things surrounding that because we discuss a lot of things on this show and it is... um, We're very assuming that uh, everybody knows what all these things mean. And a lot of this language uh, originated, I guess, in academia. And so perhaps we don't all understand it. I know I wouldn't have known this five years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, obviously 10 years ago. Um, But I like to do um, kind of like a glossary term rundown. And so we can read what the description is by definition and also just discuss a little bit what they mean. So that is what we have going on so we have the lovely angela faz with us say hello hey and we <laughs> yay and we have shanice condren who you've you've met a couple times um who is lovely and um gonna be starting her own podcast very soon yes hello yay so thank you both for being with us i'm gonna have y'all introduce yourselves a little bit more later when we do the terms um but we're gonna jump into the juice and y'all are welcome to jump in with us so thank you for being with us today should be a fun episode um and let's get into it so i actually for the juice this week was like i don't want to do a lot of bad news i'm tired and everything stresses me out and makes me sad er so um i will not completely ignore that dallas has been through some weeks lately it actually feels like we are a target for the universe right now i don't know if that sounds really dramatic but like not at all it doesn't oh my god you're making fun of me wow um 
but it, it it does like there's just been so many terrible things happening lately mm-hmm. um obviously with with the black trans women being murdered and then um the the weather situation came out of nowhere i slept through it i took a whole nap and the next day everybody was out without power um that was your ancestors they were mad they said rest baby girl this is (laughs) not gonna affect you thank you (laughs) um and then uh yesterday so i'm only touching this briefly but there was a active ooh okay (laughs) sure um yesterday there was an active <clears throat> shooter in downtown dallas an hour and a half before new council and mayor mm-hmm. right and from what i've heard he didn't mention it during their little welcome or whatever which is i know it's an awkward thing to mention in general and what is supposed to be like a momentous moment yeah um but it still feels a little heartless maybe when a lot of people were in a panic. I was driving to a work meeting yeah. and I saw a bunch of ambulances go by me because I live not too far from there, but then I drive through there to get to work and I work like two blocks away from it. And so seeing all that go by, I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. And I just like <laughs> drove through. Then when we were going for lunch, it was all completely shut down. Yeah. Um, and then I started seeing on Twitter what was going on. Um, which was really terrifying. And that image, I think the guy's name is Tom Fox or something. Oh, yeah. That he took of Yo, the man. Pulitzer Prize, for real. <sighs> like, and then, and there's video too. Yeah, I saw this that. Ma- the, the dude walks by him. He's hiding. The dude walks by him. Shots are going off. And they asked him, he was like, I thought I was done. He's like, this is yeah. it. He's right around the column <clears throat> on the other side. Yeah. Um, so that was, once I actually started reading about him, it was really scary because it's all the normal signs, basically, mm-hmm. um, of like a, basically a white nationalist of some sort, dude, of course, um, that I guess just lost it one day. I don't know that we know too much of his reasoning yet, unless more information yeah. has come I out. I mean, he lost it a long time ago. Right. He never had it. Ooh, girl. And I'm- they were saying, like, they commended, you know, like, the, the DPD, fire department, FPS, FBI, and everybody. And they were like, yeah, the situation was handled really quickly and all these other things. And thankfully, nobody really got hurt outside of this person getting killed, the shooter. Yeah, he's the only person but, that... Yeah, but died. somebody wrote there, were like, well, yeah, because something similar happened and people in Dallas are on high alert because there's so much going on yeah, and, terrible. you know, not, not too many blocks away from where this happened, people are demanding that, you know, Chief Renee Hall gets removed from from her position which that to me and y'all know i am not a cop bitch at all but (laughs) that's reeked of yo misogyny and anti-blackness yo i'm telling you if y'all need to i i'm i need to add y'all onto that i don't want to see it no 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 no. the 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 deep ellen page on facebook because the admins on there are straight up saying what are we going to do to get this you know be out of office and like saying these things oh, when misogyny. these people these people have a history of saying stuff that is like mad problematic and racist as fuck mm-hmm. and these are the people that are in charge of an entire community and overseeing what's going on but that's saying where this our shit. standards are in dallas right like that's, that's where what's our standards are in it. general right like, it's not fair for her. It, it sucks that you're in the position where it's almost like the lesser of two evils game that we like to play. But it's like, okay, if this were, which we always say, a white man, mm-hmm. it would be like, we, you know, we, but what has he done that's great? 
they always like throw out they're like yes this has been a little rocky but what has he done that's great and i i just feel like it's not fair that we have to specifically in our communities have to like look at it and be like we have to do the point system for them. Like I've seen people on Facebook be like, well, but she's also done a, B and but, C. And that's and the thing that also, even with the new mayor, right? He's the second black mayor Dallas has mm-hmm. ever had. And so like, in theory, these things are cool, mm-hmm. right? Cause Ooh, but at the same time, if these POC are still in positions of power where they are brutalizing their people, right? Mm-hmm. Or working for a system that brutalizes these people or isn't actually actively working to dismantle these systems, what does it matter if you mm-hmm. are, are black or Latino or whatever and in these positions of power? And so that's where I'm like, obviously, I am not a fan of that in general. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, but that, that, and it was the basically it was the Latino like police force calling for um, the black police chiefs um, step down. And honestly, I'm, I've heard that she's she's um, a lot of the black women I know are like she does not listen to black women. So mm-hmm. we aren't fans of her. So obviously I stand by them. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I just don't fuck with my problem. Period, my so. problem is masking your racism with something that right. looks to be legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we get it. Dallas is going through some shitty times right now and we need a plan to make things better. But don't mask your fucking racism with something that it's not. Because if you really did have the best interest of this city at heart, then you would be talking a different language. You wouldn't pin everything on one person and use them as a scapegoat because we know what that's charged with. Right. And I think that's the thing with our society in general. We're so, especially, I I keep saying in Dallas because we have such a strange relationship with like, loving cops and i think there was a there's a memorial going up for that july 7th situation that happened and they think the answer to all these crimes is bringing in more cops and they have federal level cops here and they have the fbi here right now like i don't know if y'all have noticed there's an Mm -hmm. influx of lots of cops happening especially in south dallas Mm -hmm. so it's just like over policing is not going to help this we're not Mm -hmm. actually investing in the community and i'm not trying to like just talk shit but like i have to work with these organizations through my job and anytime i've had to work with them they're directly they're in the back not doing anything so i they get their pictures and go and that's typically what i see of the cops in the community stance which is very frustrating to me um because we have so much trauma tied to them either anyways this is not supposed to be a lot about bad news um but it's hard to not discuss this because we are being directly affected by it we are in dallas um i think that colores in general has been trying to put on for dallas and right now it feels really fucking hard because we are um basically just trying to live um so now we can move to some of the lighter news um i didn't want to ignore all of that because there's just so much going on within that um however rafa mentioned it a little bit earlier just briefly that um everyone's beloved water burger what a burger water burger i feel like i always said water burger growing what up a burger. but it's spelled <laughs> what a burger what what a burger yes like there's <laughs> so many pronunciations <laughs> yeah. so uh my family susie sent this group message and apparently what a burger nobody says it like that right we yeah, say water it's water burger um they sold a majority of themselves to a Chicago investment firm. Is that They're like code for Chapo? Sell-up. Does Chapo own Whataburger now? 
Sure, Jan. Is Chicago that what investment firm. That's probably who he is now. The Sinaloa cartel done bought up Whataburger. up. I wish. That would be kind of cool. Uh, Smart investment. <laughs> wouldn't it be kind of cool? All of a sudden, everything has gold plated everywhere. Um, Corridos when you yes, walk in. when you walk in. Um, yeah, so a lot of people were very heartbroken about this situation. Um, anybody have any initial feelings, thoughts? Don't care? You know, my initial thought is so off the cuff, but I just feel like Whataburger's for white people, so I don't care. Ooh. <laughs> but, <laughs> honestly, I grew up feeling Whataburger But I know people really overrated. enjoy it, but yeah, I do. I feel like it's it's overrated. I definitely always felt it was overrated. I just barely started liking it more a little bit in the last couple of years. But the reason why we loved <clears throat> it so much is because it was screaming Texas. It was mm-hmm. Texas owned, right. Texas Corpus ran. Exactly. Yeah. All Texas. And Those now everyone chicken feels tenders betrayed. should have been made of Cap'n Crunch, the way they shredded oh, the roof of your listen, mouth. Listen, I, I can't. <laughs> that is so true. I'm... That's gonna be me when I'm yeah. old. You know, you know, I got this scar back then. Yeah, from Whataburger. Yes. I, forgot, I forgot to dip it in gravy yes. and son. That was for it. For my barbecue honey bacon chicken strip ranch oh, sandwich. Jesus Christ. I will say I'm not super hurt that I'm the not majority. I'm surprised. Everybody but, does everything for money. Yeah, yeah, like it's. I'm not like, oh, this is the end of Whataburger or whatever. But I will say that. I got a little more into like the Whataburger hype when everyone started getting crazy about In-N-Out coming oh, yeah. to Texas. And I was like, In-N-Out is trash. I don't think it's trash. I'm just like, okay. It's not that good. It's not that mm-hmm. good, but I bet people try Whataburger and they think it's not that good. We just hype it because it's Texas. But DQ, that's what I like about Texas, y'all. <laughs> That's what I like about Texas. Thank you. I was like, you gotta sing it. You gotta sing Give it. Give me one of them blizzards. Flip the home. Boop. That's great. Texas wanna... road signs. Yes. Oh my god. Anyways, I'm actually not that big a stan of either, but it is comical to see how that we so uh, react as a people to these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, our next little bit of news is that Frida. Apparently, a video came out. Of Frida's voice. Did anybody hear it? I saw it, but I didn't. I wasn't in a place where I could click it to like. Should we listen. play a little clip? Let's play you a little the, clip. You mean like the song she did with Salt Cathedral and Jarena? Wow, or? not Big Frida. <laughs> Why? Is it? Wow, we do love Big Frida though. That's a voice. That's a real Yo, that's, voice. The yeah. people's voice. The people's voice. Let's listen to this clip of Frida before they sue us. That's not what I thought she was that's not that's Mexican Siri <laughs> right all right no I ain't but man so, I, yeah, I saw I was kind of off of social media for a little bit but uh, uh somebody sent me this and they were like man Frida sounds just like a white woman I knew it and I was dead <laughs> But, like, she really does not sound like anything like I would have imagined her to sound. Are y'all sure you're just not expecting her to sound all raspy and sexy like Selma Hayek? Probably that. I mean, that. she smoked a lot. I mean, yeah. She did. Drank a lot, yeah. But um, this was like, oh, the German jumped out, sis. Like, <laughs> she's half German. So that's all I can hear. Oh, it they, sounds... found, they found another video of her. Oh, shut up. <laughs> this is the Frida we know. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> Selma Hayek and Diego Luna. 
Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was definitely shocked. I almost feel like that's how funny it is that we like romanticize these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I heard this and I was like, Ooh, it sounded like one of those narrations from the cartoons in Spanish. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. even sound like you want her to sound like some, I it guess, sounded like I, I was know. on dart, like parada solicitada. <laughs> yes. That's what it sounded like. Well, that's Frida's voice. I don't know if we wanted yes, it, but Frida's we got voice. it now. So, Oh man. No. You know, she never wanted that to get out. Never. <laughs> She said, I'm indigenous. Have you seen my outfits? When is somebody going to drop that cumbia song, though, with her voice with on her, it? Do it right now. You're putting They're out ideas. Uh, They're going to make it. Somebody going to snatch that. They're going to get the coin for it. Um, our next little be- beat, a bit of information. Um, this was a little bit frightening to me. I'm a, I, I saw the TV show that Ryan Murphy did, and ever since, I don't understand um, how we function as a society, but I think I'm figuring it out a little more each day. OJ Simpson created a Twitter account. Um, and he, and even in the video, there's an initial video he did and he's like, hey, Twitter world. And y'all know people always, when they get it, like if you're over 40 and you get a Twitter account, you always start by saying, hey, Twitter world. Yes, he Spice Adams. <laughs> but he said, he said in the clip, he had, he was like, I got a little getting even to do. And I was like, oh, my guy, you. Oh, no, weird. you don't. No, you even a, has got some getting to do to, on to you. you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he said he was excited to talk about sports and politics. And I was like, we don't want this. Maybe the sports, I guess, for all the F boys, they might be interested That's in deep. knowing. The comment, the first comment was like, you inspired me in 73. I was like, really? Did he really? Like, you look past the murders. I don't know. Multiple murders, robberies, Ugh. all of that. Yikes. You cutting deep. I don't know. The murders sure. is the part that's really disturbing to me. You can go rob something if you want, I guess. But <laughs> go rob something if you want. Under capitalism, do whatever. It's fine. Well, okay, no. Murders. He robbed a person like at gunpoint. Yeah. Like he hemmed him up with See? a bunch oh, of goons. Yeah. yeah like, it wasn't I want just my that. stuff back. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't just like, hey, give me what's in the bag. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. Awkward. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, rest yeah. in OJ peace. is a nut job. Like, no, he really. The amount of times that he's had, he has got to be like part of like the original person because he just doesn't die. Like nothing has <laughs> stopped him. Like nothing has nothing has kept him in jail long enough. Like he just keeps getting out and gets to keep being a part of this cultural conversation mm-hmm. since 73. Like he has really Damn, been a part right. of the conversation for a long, a time. long time. It is like mute and we keep OJ. Him the, info. the only reason we haven't muted him is because he, he needs to come out with an album so we can mute him. Stop. Maybe if he comes up with an album, we'll be like, enough is enough. We're not playing yeah. these tracks no that's more. It. We're not. That's what he has to do. Freaking OJ. Somebody Damn. needs to get on a track with him. <laughs> We're scared, girl. We ain't going nowhere. What do you mean? Takashi will do something with him. Yeah, they can do it from prison. Um, this was sweet news. I was wondering when something like this would pop up. The rapper 21 Savage. 21? 21? Yes, 21? 21, 21. I love donated. him. Please don't do anything crazy, 21, and have me you be, better regret pray that I because, said that. I know you already did. But this it, is the but. thing. We can still, and I'm working on this. I think I said it last episode. We can love pro- problematic people because we're all problematic i think i keep getting let down by people disappointing me but then you have to figure out where you draw the line i know it gets complicated but like don't don't be so hard on yourself because we're all flawed thank you okay you're welcome so 21 savage (laughs) donated twenty five thousand to help detained undocumented people fight their cases 
So this is what I need to see a lot more of from these uh, millionaires and billionaires because I'm saying just 25k, bro. I know. I thought like, you had one, two, three, at least four, he probably five, wanted six, to give 21. We gotta stop doing now. that, y'all. <laughs> yeah. he, he, no, that's still amazing, though. Because, I mean, you know what, though? I love that he did that because it also shines a light to on black people, like, actually dealing with this problem. Oh, word, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I really didn't think about it. I'd never thought of it as a black issue until probably, like, two years ago. Um, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, because I'm not fresh out of high school, so... It, it shows people, I think a lot of people were shocked when that was what he got taken away for, yeah, no you know? Sure. So it was just like, whoa, him, that, like even his look, because he's not exotic looking. Like he looks like he came from Atlanta. Yeah. So for people to see that and be like, whoa, and you came from where? Like not, so it just, I was, I was glad to see that and glad to see that he's giving back any dollar amount, you know. Um, no, you're right. But, I'm, I mean, I'm making jokes, but like, I think overall it sends an extremely powerful message during a time where the conversation is evolving. And like, when that happened to him, it reminded me of the time when me and my brothers were trying to figure out if Slick Rick was from here or not, because Slick Rick wasn't allowed back for a while either. Mm, but yes. like, it, the conversation did need to shift because even growing up, like going to church, we went to school, like we went to Sunday school with a lot of African families. And a lot of the worries that affect the Latinx community go way beyond that. And mm-hmm. so for us to think that it's exclusive to us is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But for someone like 21 to do that, it it shines a spotlight on so many issues. And I think people are ready to realize, or at least starting to realize that, yes, it's rap, it's Atlanta, it's trap, and it's immigration. Mm-hmm. And there's ways that all of these things are connected. And also we have the same issue so we should be partnering together yes like that that also it ticked that off in my brain that's like oh wow okay not that it should have taken that but it's also it hits home it's different and so it was like okay now we all in here so we all need to be out here talking about what's going on right yeah and if you've seen those videos of him when he was younger man 21 about his atlanta is atlanta gets yeah you can't take that man away I and think, say he's but not. That's the conversation we're not having, right? Undocumented yeah. people. Oh, you, <laughs> like even if they leave at a young age, we oh they are from this part, this area. But it's like no, they've lived in this area their whole life. That's where they. That's who they are. That's what they identify with. Um, but good on him for donating, especially to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which if you follow them at all, they put out a lot of really incredible work, a lot of incredible research. They do really important, amazing things. So shout out to 21 for that. And just a couple more bits of information um, as I'm trying to go fast, I promise. But it's all kind of positive news. So it's keeping things um, pretty light. I'm going to give this next one to my girl Pat in the corner. Hold on, let me oh, let me get oh, 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 let me get you the mic. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, 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 Why are you oh, like that? Hold on. Oh, let me. Oh, here you go, Pat. There it is. Um, so I wanted to feature or talk about an author that I mentioned on Latinx Reads in my newsletter. Check out plug for my little magazine or newspaper. But um, anyways, Elizabeth Acevedo won a Carnegie Medal, and she's the first writer of color in the 83-year history that it's been around to win. Wow. And I think that's really amazing. She's only released two books. Poet X was a, an award winner, and she just released a book in May called The Fire on High. So I just wanted to take a minute to recognize that there's Latinx, Afro-Latinx authors doing shit, and that we're finally getting like 
an award like this, it's wild that it took 83 years. That's for... insane. So yeah, I just wanted to highlight and recommend her. She's a great writer. I, I need love to her read work. Her books. I hope to meet her one day. She's really awesome. Aw, yeah. yay. And then, and more great news. I don't know if y'all are fans of Pose, but I am. And Pose was renewed for season three already. Woo. 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 I love it. <laughs> so they, um, I haven't even seen the new season yet. So I'm actually glad that like my one view would, did not impact that very much. Um, because it was apparently their biggest opening, um, a huge opening FX is the network they've been working with. And I think that's, it's great to see FX doing things. Cause they also have Atlanta. It seems like they're moving in the right direction, highlighting these stories. We don't typically see, especially with, um, queer people, with people of color, with all these different, um, you know, identities that you don't typically get to see much of on TV. Mm. And they're actually great productions because yeah. it's different to just have some measly old show, but mm-hmm. to have voices that, um, are, are necessary. They're written well and they're produced really well. It's yeah. Really the dope. show is beautiful. It's stunning. I'm rewatching season one right now. I cry every episode, but my God, it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So go watch pose. If you haven't, that's kind of my, who you got a little bit as well. Um, but I'm pretty, pretty excited to, to hear that they will not have to do the worry and struggle like a lot of other POC and um, other shows struggle with often. Um, And then finally, this was a local news topic. (laughs) And I think we've joked about this place on the show a couple of times. Um, Apparently, Rafa, do you want to do this one, actually? I I mean, I can. You probably went and, you know, I was so young that I didn't get to go. Well, I don't like talking about DMX because one of my good friends actually lost his life at DMX. So when they make all those jokes about people getting shot. You're like, this is. Yeah, it actually happened. I can laugh about it now, but (laughs) DMX was, yeah, was rowdy, crazy club, DMX TV, the whip it contests, the skip the line, $20. Shout out to Ernest, big baby. Ah! Me, Maddie, I everybody. This at all. <laughs> My childhood is jumping out. Don't it make was, the people want to show up this weekend. <laughs> they will. Um, and they have like a walker check at the door, so if you need to put your walkers or crutches to the side, <gasps> yeah, you can do that. DMX is hosting a reunion party um this weekend, Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so like yeah, right Saturday after this night. episode comes out, doors open at eight p.m. <laughs> I cannot handle this. I don't know if it's real or not. That's how you know. 8 8 p.m.? Bruh, 8 p.m.? But this was so legendary. I don't know how long DMX was around for, but like our sister Susie, shout out to you. She's like our loudest fan. Um, She used to go, like she would go frequently to DMX and they had a thing called DMX TV, which is what we talked about, where they recorded it and then it showed up on like a local news channel at like one in the morning or something. It was real crazy. Shout out Big Baby. I'm staring at you, literally. Um, VIP sponsored by AARP. Shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> but you people would go and they would just record it and you can find it on YouTube. I looked it up. They have a great playlist. They have the people <clears throat> dancing in the circle for hours. It was amazing. And they're just dancing. I thought I saw my cousin's friend. I swear to God, I saw her in the video. I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> and they had this TV and oh, there's just so many things. And I have so many feelings about DMX TV. And we even talked about having Mean Maori on this podcast. Right. 
until he was siding with uh, someone <laughs> we won't talk about right now. Or maybe um, Lil, Bra- Lil Brownie, right? She's still doing stuff. Lil Brownie? Lil Brownie. Yeah. Who's that? Come on. I'm okay. sorry. I was literally in fourth grade when this was happening. Like <laughs> sneaking to watch it. Yes. Like cut me yeah. some slack. I don't remember. Um, anyways, I don't know if this is really happening. I kind of hope it does. And I want to know people that are there. I asked Rafa if we were going and he gave me a look like, are you for real? And I am kind of for real. Um, anyways, I hope y'all make it out to DMX. Mm. <laughs> 8, 8, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. See y'all there. Nice and early. Um, that is all we have for the juice today. We are going to jump into our next bit. Yay. All right. Now it is time for our friends, Angela and Shanice, to introduce themselves briefly. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you do. Um, tell us anything you want to, and then we'll jump into some of these terms. Who wants to go first? Shanice? I feel like I've talked a lot. I think... I think. Come on. Angela. Sure. Uh, let me tell you, Angela has a very special, beautiful energy that like cannot be matched. Mm-mm. And sure. we are all like hyping it right now, but it's for real. Um, yeah. They're a be- like a brilliant <laughs> artist. Your work is so beautiful and you're so humble and so sweet. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go boasting about you because I wanted you to tell us about who you are, but you've been um, a great friend and supporter of the show for a really long time. And so I'm so glad you're here, even if it's not for your own full interview, which hopefully we'll get one day as well. Um, we're glad to have you here. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I stand uh, by your show. Stop. Um, I'm a local, yeah, I'm a Dallas native, born and raised here, local hey. artist, and um, I do, all, I get to, up to all kinds of things, like organizing behind the scenes, mm-hmm. creating um, artwork, and I design by day, solve nine to five problems, yes. but that funds my artwork. I feel you. So, and yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about me. I live in Oak Cliff. I was raised in West Dallas, but... You oh know, traded traded barrios, traded right. It's not far it's down it's the not street, far, six miles, you right? Know? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being with us, Shanice. Remind us of who you are. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to start to announce my pronouns now because I want to be more mindful. So Do my it. name is Shanice. Yes. She, her, that yes. bitch. Oh, same. <laughs> wow, you took my pronouns. Weird. Um, <laughs> Um, and I own Electric Kitchen, which you guys have talked a lot about on here. So Should y'all can hop back. No, just Absolutely. No, I just please. <laughs> Love the press. Um, and I'm about to launch my podcast, Yay. um, under the De Colores Collective. Hey, hey, hey. Super excited about that in July. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm queer. I'm from Dallas. I live in West Dallas, actually. Damn, um, what's up, West Dallas? Yes, um, but I love Oak Cliff. Yay! So yeah, perfect, beautiful. Well, thank you both for being here with us. And uh, I think I told you all a little bit that we try to cover some of these terminologies. I I believe we did it in our first year. I know we did it in our second. Um, and I like covering it. Um. I probably should do it more often than I do. It's just, there's so much behind it that it's hard to get deeply into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think nowadays with such a shifting culture, we need to constantly be discussing language and terminologies and um, understanding how much power words have. 
um, and being more mindful. And that's another thing that even with like pronouns and things like that, I know I, I catch myself slipping often. Um, and so that also kind of falls into this, like we are flawed, we're learning, we're growing. And I think if you maintain that mindset, that's really, um, key to, um, creating a healthier, um, environment, um, and future. So we're going to go through some key terminologies um, that we often discuss here on the show and that I think a lot of people might misinterpret or just don't understand in general. So I welcome and um, uh, please feel free to jump in or lead or bring one up that you think we need to cover um, so we can have this little bit of discussion here on the show i feel like disclaimer yeah because something that i'm really working on is like understanding that no community is a monolith so this could just be let's go to monolith that it's not all one so just because we are discussing these topics um that might not resonate with somebody who identifies as these words um so this is just our view um, because that also is important a lot of this changes if you take it from a poc space into you know other spaces these words change and their meanings change so this is all and a lot of these definitions that i'm gonna read off are probably created from a white like yes. academia standpoint yeah. or so that's to be for sure that that needs to be considered always so thank I think you one of the for key the facts is to make sure that it's a regardless of what the whatever is respectful conversation in terms of how we move forward with it is is for sure. i would say a guiding principle does anyone have anything else to cover before we jump into that no okay cool all right so i'm gonna go to this cute little one that says lgbtq terminology and it is from nyu.edu i feel like this is what i used last year and that's why i clicked it again because i love consistency um but it starts with allyship um i feel like that one's pretty well known um to be an ally that's often used when i first remembered it as um an american history type setting (laughs) in reference to wars um and i was like i don't understand that word and then like now in adulthood it's completely different um in that it's basically someone who is supporting and advocating uh for lgtp this says lgbtq people obviously that can work in many different um regards as well um but also i i want to challenge this by saying i recently discussed i believe on the show that um i've been hearing about taking it a step further beyond allyship and becoming an accomplice Mm -hmm. so you're not just supporting and advocating you're actually on the sidelines with the people fighting Mm -hmm. so um there's one to start there do y'all have any other things you want to add to allyship I I mean accomplice uh, accomplice accomplice. Yeah, it's a hard word. Um, to me, that's way more powerful than ally. Mm-hmm. Like just because a lot of times I I was at an event uh, last week in Dallas. It was a panel at the W called Queer mm-hmm. Me Out, and um, it was hella problematic. Not Ooh. shouting out the W for that event. Yikes. Um, but it Mercedes was, was on that. Right? Mercedes was on that panel, and um, I mean, she did her best in that space. But it just was a lot of um, straight cis white women, really, um, with kind of there for a kiki like they thought it was going Mm. to be like that is so a panel that Mm. was just you know like about this queer life in this world and you know like how can we support you guys better and they went from questions like how do you feel how does it make you feel seeing all of this um pride product on the shelves of stores to what do you think about texas just um 
putting in this conversion therapy law. Um, yeah, it was way off, not balanced. And yikes. but at the end, they were like, you know, does the audience have any questions? And everybody was like, as an ally, you know, what can we do? My 14 year old nephew is being bullied or what can I do for your community? And I was so frustrated. I was like, these we're not being brave by being here and just being like you guys think that we're being so heroic and you want to support you know with your dollar or with your uh pride parade rainbow flag like this is the time i can come out and put glitter all over my body and like have fun with my friends (laughs) but it's like you're you're applauding people doing normal acts and the only reason that you're applauding it is because it's dangerous Mm. and so when you say accomplice, like I need somebody, especially now when people's lives are on the line and specifically like children. I don't think like we, we, we forget like how many kids are the every day somebody else is born gay, (laughs) you know? And like every day somebody else is having to now be in this world where they might be eight years old and bullied to suicide. And like, it sounds extreme because it is, it should never happen. And so we need more people that are not just concerned about, um, being like, I have a gay friend, right. you know, Using or I have, a, yeah, like, like, like a novelty. I, yeah. Or, oh my gosh, I bought this from my gay friend or people love to come to even my business and be like, oh, we love that you guys are queer. And it's like, yes, do you, do you ride for me mm. outside of this? You know, cause mm-hmm. I really need to know that. Cause sometimes my life is on the line depending on where I'm at and, and who I'm with and what the perception is. And so I would, I would much rather, I'd prefer accomplices. Now, mm. if, if ally is where you have to start, we could graduate you, but we need right. people that are walking people to their cars mm-hmm. and, you know, checking out and making sure that people are safe. Cause it is life and, and death at this point mm-hmm. for a lot of people. People. Absolutely. Excuse me. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, so this list goes on to, um, androgyny next. Um, I think I'm going to let anybody take the lead because I don't want to take it always. Um, But also, I just think this one's important to bring up. The reason I mentioned this one is because for so long, the language maybe wasn't there for a lot of, I guess, common people. I don't know how else to refer to it. Um, But like a lot of this term is still thrown around because people think um, these very limited things about gender in general. Yeah, I must think, I mean, androgyny is sort of, um, you know, as our language evolves, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's almost like that's sort of almost an outdated word in Mm -hmm. itself because, um, you know, you have like non-binary or Mm -hmm. gender fluid and just also the, um, I mean, androgyny also hints to like a colonial, you know, explanation of Mm. what you know, what, you know, previously before we were colonized, the, right. you know, we had two spirits or just Absolutely. a gender fluid, fluidity. So I guess mm-hmm. for me, androgyny is sort of like, it's sort of like a old school way to say that you're, you know, both or, right. you know, or, you know, there's not. Or a, neither or just or, like yeah, existing. Yeah, not subscribing. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I bring it up because I feel like I, I still hear this term occasionally mm-hmm. um, and maybe sometimes ironically, but for the most part, I'm like, okay, we have moved beyond this. We have mm-hmm. the proper terms now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still, you know, we're still advancing the language in general. So I thought that was important to bring that up so that we can maybe use less of it mm-hmm. um, because there are more terms that we will get to soon. Um, the next one is asexual. Does anyone want to speak to asexual? 
If not, I can read the definition. (laughs) An identity for individuals who do not experience sexual attraction. Unlike celibacy, which is a choice, asexuality is a sexual orientation. Asexual people have the same emotional needs as everybody else and are just as capable of forming intimate relationships. Um, Basically, in hood ways, uh, (laughs) it's just like you're not as prone, I guess, to like... You don't want to have sex. Right. Like, and if you do, it's very... um, very specific like the people that i've encountered they're just very like it's specific people that that they like feel um called to be intimate with um so it's very 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 particular close to demisexual demisexual. thank you pat i can't say that i've i'm sure i've encountered plenty of asexual people but no one's ever divulge that information to me but i think what happens is and, and that's the thing is that people so, share a lot with me okay they do yeah, that's what i'm like hmm. i'm sure they do but i think the thing is because we're so confined to all these norms and mm-hmm. binaries the norm is like high sexualized mm-hmm. horniness but we also at the same time can't even talk about sex in general mm-hmm. in public and so it's like this weird backwards ass way of living that you we would do. think that with all of the like religious bs that's like pumped into every facet of our lives that right. people would love asexual oh, people I mean, they'd be like yeah. these are the kings and queens yeah. they don't even sex they should like we should only be able to have asexual leaders like that way you would think you would just think i'm not that's saying that's how it should priest. be I'm just all saying. y'all should be asexual yeah first. yeah exactly new trend um next on the list is bisexual i feel like this one's pretty well known um although some people are some people really are dumb y'all like i'm not trying to be yeah. mean but some people really don't be understanding and they're like oh but you like this so you mm. must be and i'm like Ooh. i get that and then people automatically assume because you're dating a man or that you're straight again and they think mm-hmm. you can just flip back and forth and it's not true so who yeah. wants to take bisexual i I'm struggled with here. that i know i struggled with that because ashley my wife is the first a woman that i've dated and um the only nah. <laughs> yes well you, know, you never know you never know we keep we keep our conversations open so oh, okay. we don't just try kidding, to be limited kidding. because yes. you never know people change things change we love evolving but um yeah so but whenever we started dating i was like gosh bisexual doesn't resonate with me and i really had to had to dig and un- like really come to a place of honesty if that was because it felt like a dirty term mm. like from how i had seen it expressed right. There's like um especially yeah for it. men and women they're mm-hmm. both very big stereotypes mm-hmm. and so um i was like gosh am i gonna be if this if this relationship doesn't work out and i want to date a man or meet a man that i that i'm interested in is he gonna be like oh she a freak she a, and mm. now i'm at a place where i'd be like yeah but <laughs> and back then i was like Ooh, you know like i don't want that to like stain me right. if i don't really know that's what i am but also i knew that i had the privilege of that being like a tool in my back pocket mm-hmm. too because you know cis men are so ugh, but some of y'all most of y'all but um At not you, you. <laughs> um <laughs> not one you. one out of 25 billion yeah <laughs> he's here with us thank you thank you if you could be anywhere everybody's, else in the world i was like i'm waiting on you to fuck up yeah we <laughs> all are low-key we all are <laughs> uh, <laughs> i had a checklist and yes, marked him yes bye uh, <laughs> i'm gonna take a quick break I'll be right back. he's doing all right now but we're keeping our eye on him <laughs> i've got my eye <laughs> I got on you, you. <laughs> um 
but yeah, then, so I had to really come to a place of like accepting that, you know, that is potentially where I was. I was like, okay, I'm bisexual. Like it was really hard for me to say. And then my friend Mercedes, who you guys Shout just out. had on your show, Mercedes Fulbright, mm-hmm. um, we were driving one day and she was talking about queer and like uh, queer expressions and what it meant to her to be queer. And literally as soon as she said it, that was like, that's me because I've seen some fine trans men. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people out here. I've seen some non-binary people that I'm like, yes, you, you, all of y'all, whatever you are. I like it. So to me, I was like, the Q is more me. But some people would say, oh, that's pansexual. But I don't know, you right, know, because right, I'm in a monogamous right. relationship. And to me, like, this is where I'm at. But For I sure. can find beauty. I can be attracted to. So but bisexual is somebody that's interested in male or female yes are attracted emotionally erotically and or sexually to some men and women um other identities such as pansexual and queer may have the same explanation but this may vary depending on the person um so since you already said them, i'm gonna forward through the uh, alphabet a little bit and jump into do 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 lmnopq okay p thank you and it's not here cool um, I'm going to go into all those, but because she brought up pan and queer, and this is a false. Where is the rest of the alphabet? Wow, this is um, okay. Um, it ends at T, elemental P. No, what? Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> editor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> elemental PQ. Okay, here it is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I flew through all that. They didn't have pan on here. Did you see me looking? It was just not there. There's All right. Pan. There's no pan there. No pan. Like a labyrinth. <laughs> no bread. No bread. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anina. Thank you. You, got you won the joke of the day. Um. So pan. Pan is not on this list. Maybe I overlooked it. Pan is in reference to being attracted to everyone basically which is what i also uh, i believe i technically identify with i tell you that in person maybe i'm not i'm still discovering this side of myself but i also believe um i am attracted to people um and so there's not a textbook definition on this cute little website we're looking at but it's basically what shanice just mentioned and then we also mentioned Queer, which is an umbrella term to refer to all G- all LGBTQ people as well as an identity which advocates breaking binary thinking and seeing both sexual orientation and gender identity as potentially fluid. Um, it has been reclaimed as a unifying, celebratory, and neutral term among many LGBTQ people today. Historically, it has been derogatory and can still be viewed negatively by some. So take it away from there. That was a mouthful, but I know there's a lot there. damn it yeah i think um and just touching back on by and just just as we're talking about language i think it's important to also think about like how sometimes like i mean i grew up gay you know i knew from a very early age but Mm -hmm. there's always these sort of stigmas like oh well you know you know you have to choose one or the other Mm -hmm. and i think but that gets at pan right and it gets at like um pants you know that there's just so many different flavors like why do you but it's also try it becomes tribal like as far as like oh we're we're stand for lesbians and you know Mm, we you know that is true or the gay culture like with dudes very limiting yeah Mm -hmm. and it's also but it's also part of just those structures so i don't know for me uh pansexual 
I think it's like I think it's amazing how we've because like that's a new term mm-hmm. from the past Absolutely. like ten like maybe five years right you know I don't know where these start like in the West yeah. Coast or something but, I really that's why I say academia is where but, I always yeah see they've them. had yeah. to yeah. start it a long time ago and it just ta- not I say a long time maybe even in 15, 20 years but it just takes a while for that trickle down because it's mm-hmm. like somebody wrote a thesis about right. gender and yeah. said I think this name this is and called studied and this yeah. Latin term or something yeah. underneath yeah. that umbrella as well but. Shout out to you, whoever you are. Because, you know, that person was probably, like, spit on and, like, totally, you know, like, degraded. And was like, this is crazy. More genders? No gender? So it's, like, thinking about that. Yeah, I think that's the thing also (laughs) is just between gender and sexuality that people constantly conflate the two. And, Mm -hmm. like, it is, I think we're, as an American society, we, or maybe the world, hell, we're still there. Like, people cannot even separate those two. No. And like, I was talking to a friend the other day and he had a really, an experience that was eye opening to him. But I was like, I had to remind him, I said, we're just cause we're in this bubble of like, quote unquote, woke people, like does not mean that just because our friends and all our Twitter friends are there is not where everybody else is. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Trump's there for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anything else we want to say on queerness? I think that's it. I would challenge you guys to look into um, how even if you are having sexual relations with somebody of the opposite gender, how you can still be interacting in queer ways. Mm. Um, Because that's a conversation that I just had recently with somebody. Uh So I think that we are a lot of things that we would never assume about ourselves until we start to get this language. And that's why it's important to really like read these terms because there might be people that think that something is like a fetish even. And it's like, no, that's, that's a a way, that's a way of life. That's an identity. Mm -hmm. And so it's just important to dig a little bit deeper into this stuff because you might identify more with it than you think right and you probably do (laughs) um so next on here it says cisgender so we've discussed i think we mentioned it already um we often discuss this um or at least mention it constantly throughout the throughout the episode because we we uh, both of us live a very uh cisgender life and um this stands for someone whose gender identity accurately reflects their sex assigned at birth their bodies and their gender expression um so this word i think exponentially has risen as far as usage in the last i would say five years for sure um and is very very important to understand a lot of people feel very attacked when they hear this word Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't because we live a very cisgender life again um and it is simply that that if you were assigned you know born uh, girl and you identify with girlness, whatever that entails, because all these things are still constructs. Um, you are cisgender, right? So you have not had to. Um, you're you're you've you're, had privilege, basically, mm-hmm. to put it at that. So, mm-hmm. anybody else have anything to add there? Um, <laughs> um, so that's cisgender. Um, uh, the majority of the world is cisgender. And so we have a lot of privilege well, in that. that we know. Right. But like, I'm saying yeah. in the sense that like, we need to recognize how like, I'm the privilege. queen of self discovery. I'm speaking to everybody. I'm like, you might not be. No, and I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I am totally with you. I just mean as a norm yes, of what is absolutely. seen, we have to understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to understand mm-hmm. how privileged we are in that. Cause we don't even understand that we are cisgender. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. 
Um, this next one says coming out and then in parentheses it says of the closet. I'm not going <laughs> to read that, but I thought it was funny. Um, so next it says gay. <laughs> I feel like that one's pretty understandable as well. Some people don't like to be called gay. That's true, but mm-hmm. gay is also still used as a slur. So like mm-hmm. very much so. I well, some people will say I know lesbian or they'll say mm-hmm. no but like it they, ties they it to want... like man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's also the people have their preferences. For yep. sure. That's why it's important to ask people and know. I just want to say I think that's the thing to pull away. When I say things like respectful conversation, mm-hmm. like someone someone that can be completely respectful and say, "Oh, you're gay." And that person does not like to be, you know, referred to as gay doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. It just means that Mm. there's a misunderstanding and it needs to be cleared up. Right. So when people get on the defense when it comes to an interaction like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's and that's why I say like it's always a takeaway because it doesn't mean that you are bound to the things that someone else is imposing on you. Mm -hmm. It's not threatening your life or your way of being at all. It's about understanding that people are who they are, just like you are who you are, and ultimately finding a way to navigate with each other because we're going to have to anyway, whether we like it or not, in this world, in this thing called life, and in this society. And I think that's the thing is that we're so afraid we've all been like so afraid to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. america was founded on like the brutality of people and then it liked it wanted to pretend that like nothing went wrong for so long and so Mm -hmm. they don't like having uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. or making anybody feel weird and it's like no we have to get uncomfortable we have to in order to be receptive like i will hear people say like oh you're a lesbian and i'm like actually no i'm i'm queer and i will i'll be as nice to them about it as you know because it's my opportunity to also differentiate Mm -hmm. and like so if that is a, a name or a, a that comes up later on they can be like oh i know a person that is mm-hmm. you know or can understand because it, it goes both ways right. being open both ways because there's going to be people that are like gay is just gay like that's all you hear in church is like god doesn't like the gays like it's <laughs> mm-hmm. just one thing yeah so it doesn't they true. don't say anything else so people just lump everybody under that umbrella but the deeper you get into it you realize oh there are some differences people do you know take pride in certain mm. certain parts of their community for right sure. so for sure next on the list is gender so i did not plan this but it says here a set of social psychological and emotional traits often influenced by societal expectations that classify an individual as feminine masculine and androgynous or other Though often linked with sex, this is inaccurate because sex refers to birth genitalia and or chromosomes or hormones and gender refers to social and emotional feelings and norms. Gender characteristics can change over time and vary across different cultural contexts. Do y'all feel like this encompassed it nicely? I felt like something was off. It's so white. It yeah, is. yeah so I was clinical, like, this is right? not it's what very I was... sterile. Like, this is gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get into any of the constructs or the performance right. of gender sure. or present, you know, presentation mm-hmm. or. Yeah, I agree. I was yeah. definitely reading this like. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very. Um, I don't know when this was written, y'all, but I like that it was in alphabetical order, list. so I rolled through with it. Um, However, yes, a gen- this is even limiting of what gender is or was, but obviously I think um, 
that's the beauty in growth and understanding and learning and all these things is understanding how limited we've been our whole life. Um, and so I, I think gender in general is so fascinating because of that, right? Because you are allowed to be whoever the fuck you want to be. Um, and we don't, we're not allowed to do that enough. And so, um, but I'm glad that they separated the difference between gender and sex mm-hmm. as well, which is what we were kind of discussing a little bit earlier. Does anybody want to add anything else? We're going to keep moving. All right, let's go. So this says gender binary, the concept that everyone must be one of two genders, men or women. The term also describes the system in which a society divides people into masculine or feminine gender roles, gender identities and gender attributes. I will, I'll accept this one. Um, I think they could still expand it probably a little bit more because the binary still again here is two it's limited to man or woman um but i think now it's so beautiful to see non-binary which people are saying fuck both of them hoes basically (laughs) sorry that's my way of saying it um but basically saying i'm gonna be whoever the hell i want to be um beyond this so let's hear it from y'all what do y'all think um it's been a newer concept for me to kind of not necessarily accept but definitely like understand or I I don't know I I guess I'm just now getting used to that Mm -hmm. and and really like seeing it and um understanding also that it doesn't look like what you think it's gonna look like you know a lot of times even online you'll see it really glamorized or like you'll see somebody that's non-binary that's like in this like crazy like couture outfit that's like mixed up between you know like men's wear and women's wear and their hair is crazy and they've got this elaborate makeup on and shoes and it's like very um I've seen a lot of non-binary that seems very like performance art driven um which is awesome because it yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um and so when I see it I'm I'm like you also have to remember that there are people that their non-binary might be um having a longer hair that they, that somebody would consider very like feminine style Mm -hmm. and dressing in menswear. And that might be, you know, non-binary for them because they are living in both worlds and, or, you know, expressing themselves through, through both Mm -hmm. mediums. So, um, but now I'm like, I kind of wish that I could, that that pulled me Mm -hmm. because I, I see how beautiful it is when people are so in touch with, either like for with sure. both at the same time or none at all right. like or there's so much freedom yeah it, or playing right? yeah there's... recognizing that we're allowed mm-hmm. to say fuck it and just do whatever you want because mm-hmm. that you can you don't have to be limited and i mm-hmm. see a lot of non-binary couples that are mm-hmm. both non-binary and it really like i don't know it just touches me because it's like love really can look like so much more and i, I wonder how much of that was hidden mm-hmm. over the history you know how many people that that look just like these couples right. existed that we just never will see mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't documented, but for it's sure. like people are really drawn to each other for a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyone else have anything? No. Yeah. I would say for me, like non-binary has been the most resonant because mm-hmm. like growing up, I thought, you know, I was very aware that I was different or didn't know the language of being lesbian. And then right. once that happened, but, um, non-binary it's it's also interesting now as an adult like expressing like the um 
just the, the non-conformity performance part of it. Because I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, having an interview, I was having an interview for a magazine, and it was, um, you know, selected for it. And then they're like, "Oh yeah," and I said, "Well, what's the name of the article?" And they're like, "Fierce females," and I'm, you know, and. <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, I do mm. recognize the divine feminine and I still, you know, my pronouns are they, them, and sometimes she, mm-hmm. you know, because that's me, but I wouldn't say that that's like every non-binary person right. or genderqueer person. For sure. So it's just funny. I, I think it's just the key. What is, just how like, was their response, if you don't mind me asking? I think they were a little bit like, oh, oh, Awkward. you're non, yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. And so, and talking about what Shanice was saying earlier, just about like recognizing the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I understand that, you know, your right. article is fierce females and you know i love females i'm still recognize myself as female you know mm-hmm. i'm not transitioning right you know but um just recognizing that awkwardness and just saying like oh well you know i understand this is you know it, just acknowledging it just helps then the conversation of just almost being like gentle i mean right. some people might have that reaction of just like you could literally tell me anything and i would be like yes you are correct <laughs> i'm sorry angela right well you know just working no, with that for sure. but yeah some people would have the response of like uh no like no they don't get call uncomfortable. me that and yeah. that's cool too like that's like them i think but it's, for sure it's and funny. it'll vary person to person right mm, understanding yeah. not everyone is as kind as you are um and understanding and and that's okay too there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with that right because we don't know your life experiences we don't know um you know what has what you, what you've encountered um so i was this list is so strange and beautiful but it says here i found gender non-conforming which would i would say would fit um uh, in the gender non-binary so i want to quickly say as far as binaries go this goes beyond just queerness this mm-hmm. also this goes beyond gender it also goes um if you notice in society binaries are everywhere for everything everything's black and white everything's male or female everything's very limited to basically two options and i think um i'm screaming to yell from the middle basically because there's so many more layers Mm -hmm. and that's the problem of what's basically unraveling now is that we've never had a voice we've never talked about a lot of these different diasporas and areas in between um so i just wanted to bring that up as far as binary goes um but for gender non-conforming or or non-binary it says here an umbrella term for people whose gender characteristics and behaviors fall outside or in between traditional masculine or feminine binaries um people may or may not identify as lgbtq um so there's that um here we go here we go we're gonna keep rolling on gender i didn't know that i didn't know that some gender non-conforming people did not identify as lgbtq which is but think totally about it about, like, yeah it makes yeah because it's not necessarily i'm like who don't want to be in this party right but it's fair <laughs> it's fine you. yeah i'm like it's okay that's fine sis. But, but you're but always it welcome makes sense yeah. right because it's the yeah. same thing we're discussing where it's the gender and sexuality are mm-hmm. not necessarily mm. um intertwined but because so often these are the people that are having these very forward um conversations they don't I guess, you know, yeah. we don't always think about it that way. Um, this is gender roles. So this is pretty obvious in my opinion, but we'll still cover it. Um, Rafa, do you want to talk gender gender roles? I'm just going to make you say it because I kind of want. What is it that you want me to say? Oh, my God. 
you're not following your gender roles right now. Or you kind of yeah. are because you're yelling at me. Am I? Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Are you following your gender role saying that no, I was yelling I'm at you? Sorry, and I'm wasn't? sorry. Um, anyways, wow, this is getting weird. You call a woman a liar? Uh, no, Eva. <laughs> oh, just not Eva. all women. <laughs> I, just I am all women. I'm everyone. Okay. Um, it says here a set of traditional and stereotypical roles, traits, dress, characteristics, qualities, mannerisms, and behaviors attribu- attributed to men and women. Um, so if you want to add anything. Like from personal experience? I don't know. Whatever you feel you feel on your heart. Your heart. Yeah. Um, gender roles by definition or by. I just gave the definition. So anything you have on top of that. Right. Experience based on that definition. Um, sure. Yes. As a Mexican actor, <gasps> straight man who yeah. was doing theater uh-huh. in a neighborhood where you were either gangbanging or in sports. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely understood the pressure of being a certain kind of role uh-huh. um, and very defined. So there was... There was very much a what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Um and I, it was really strange because I never conformed to that down to the whole, this is how you court a woman thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm only laughing because he really don't be knowing y'all. I, it's, it's so weird. Like I went through, it, it, so it was just really strange. One, because my family was kind of going through this, like adapting to what was becoming of this country and this city and at the same time trying to understand the I guess traditional and cultural foundation that my family came from and so it was really weird because we were very Mexican we were very Catholic but we were also in Dallas Texas where my parents were sometimes afraid to ride the bus and they didn't to this day they don't drive because that was a risk that they weren't willing to gamble on. Uh, But there was a lot of things in terms of like what we were supposed to do as a man. Um, And, you know, as much as I love my father, my household was very much led by my mother. Mm -hmm. And so that was a conversation where it's like, okay. but to me growing up, it was like I have, you know, a, a nuclear family because my parents are still together. But my understanding of how that worked was like the woman is in charge. And so the the woman in my family was my mother, and it was four boys, my dad and my mother. Um, so it was all really like strange. I think I, I I took perspective. Was your mom still like she had to like still wait for your dad's approval on anything, or she really just ran that house? Because I feel like that happens so, a lot. But a lot of the women will still like feed the man, serve the man, do everything for the man, but I'll be making a lot of the executive decisions. No, um, and so she to this day she won't feed my father. That's what she, I'm talking about. She won't. And and that's and, fascinating. But at the same time, like I won't say that she doesn't do that out of not looking out for my dad. Right. Because the second that my dad is nowhere to be seen for a couple of hours, she's like, "Where? Where's you know? Where's my husband? Where's mm-hmm. Where's your father?" And so I think um, it's different because of the way the type of person that my dad is and the type of person that my mom is. And so I think um, I'm getting really personal. I think they got to a point of understanding in terms of what it is that they needed to do to make sure that they were good and that their family was good and that they broke the bound of, well, 
where we came from, this is how it's done. Yes. Um, and they were, when it comes to that particular role, they really were the trailblazers because I don't know if I had mentioned on the podcast or not, but I know that I've talked to, to y'all to, to Pat and Eva about it. But, you know, when my dad came over here, he came first and several months later, my mom followed. But my mom waited for my father to get enough work to be able to send money back so that my mom could cross. Mm-hmm. Well, during that time, my mom got called every name in the book. She was disowned by my grandparents and the yeah. whole like a, lo- a whole lot of things that I'm sure she doesn't even mention to me to this day. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's where my mom sort of understood, you know, I'm going to have to do things that I think are in our family's best interest. Mm-hmm. And I have a better understanding of how things are going to work for all of us mm-hmm. husband than you do. Um, and my dad was just good at other things. You know, my dad's retired and has been retired, but he has he hasn't stopped working. Mm-hmm. And so there's a different type of personality and they respect that, you know, am- among each other. And I think if anything, it serves as an example of I don't have to be bound by whatever it is I'm supposed to do. And I think that trickled down into everything. And so when I say these things like love isn't real, I always go back to the idea of it's not that it love isn't real. It's just that I have this understanding where I'm not going to let a title of boyfriend, girlfriend or husband, wife define what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more of an understanding and a conversation to like, OK, we're a team. This is how it works out. And you and me figure it out. Rather than this is this is what a husband does and this is how it's supposed to happen. That turned me on, Rafa. I, was, I said, "Ooh, come on!" He said, "Get in, stupid. We're swapping gender roles." I said, beep beep. I can't. But really, that explains a lot about you, um, which I thought I knew you, but apparently I didn't. Yes, layers. Um, Stop giving me wine. That's, you gave yourself one I boo even that was this, all yours not oh my god Anyways, yolo do kids still say that oh i think a lot of people could take away so much from that though like especially in our parents relationships because i think a lot of times people will will recant like things that happened in their life with a little bit of shame if their dad yeah. wasn't the head of the house or yeah you know like they're like oh my mom was always and it's like that might have been their that. way yes. like that could have been their arrangement and just because that wasn't what you saw on tv or what you saw like but a lot of times like it's for survival and right. it goes Absolutely. it shows just so much it just goes so much deeper into you know how really so many do. things and to this day like i don't know what my mom and my dad's rela- like personal mm-hmm. intimate relationship was like and i and i don't want to know because that's <laughs> them right mm-hmm. i know that they're my parents but it worked out you know what i mean and so like i'm not here to say you know, yeah, like that's what it's supposed to like. If anything, it is the prime example for me. And yeah, like it doesn't matter what anybody else. For sure. Yeah. That's really fascinating because like I'm just going to touch. I mean, we all I think this one, this one goes far and mm-hmm. between for everyone, I'm sure in different areas. But it's for me, I was raised by a single mom and she we did everything for ourselves. Right. Same. And like broke all those norms or whatever. But at the same time, as soon as I was in a relationship, my mom was like, serve him his food. Da-da-da-da. And I was like 20 something. I was like, I laughed and I was like, no, you aren't trying to do that to me. Really? But she was like she was still very much wanting me to conform um, into that. Mm. And so like. I can't blame her because for her, that's what maybe she thought would keep a man really. Mm -hmm. Right. Because she was a single mom. So for her, even though we had, um, you know, done a lot of our own things growing up, mowed the lawn, took the trash, all those norms we had already broken and weren't raised on anything other than that. She still was very much that. And so I think, 
um it's very fascinating to see everybody's experience with this because it's shaped us completely mm-hmm. um does anybody want to say anything else on that Angela? yeah i would say like even for my mom like she grew up super break the mold feminist mm-hmm. you know went to planned parenthood in the mm-hmm. 70s all pro-choice wow. but she will say to me you know my partner we've been together 11 years wow my wife and she'll say like well what are you making courtney for dinner give us a coset and i'm oh like oh my god um, well court well why am I making the food, uh-huh. you know? But, um, but yeah, I mean, we take turns just like Rafa saying, like, you, well, you come up with an understanding of For how sure. you want to perform your roles or not perform your roles. Right. Or just so, exist, right? Just like, you know, yes, yeah, switch. And switch we have foods, to, yeah. like, it really starts with, ch- like, at the, when kids are born. Right. Like, and not like forcing our own or projecting our own ideas of gender and what these things look like. Mm. Um, because a lot of times we'll see parents at the store and it's like, Oh, you let them dress themselves or, you know, you'll see little boys with nail polish on. And like, we make this like huge deal out of it as if to like, you know, let the parent know, like I see you or, you know, like Mm -hmm. you make a big deal of it to the kid even. And it's like, it's not, you know, like it's expression. And if we saw right. things more through art, which I mean, that's why I love being queer. And like, because my lens is now through that. And I think that's what makes our community so special mm-hmm. is that it, a lot of it is performance art and we see it as that it's not so much mm-hmm. like, this is my outfit and this is my costume. It's like, I have so many costumes and you do too. And let's right. play. And so mm-hmm. when we see kids out there, like it has nothing to do with gender expression. It's just artistic expression. And so we have to really like change the narrative on what we see as brave and what we just see as expressive and, Mm -hmm. you know, like what we just see as personality, because a lot of times we tie that to gender and then, then children are afraid to act in any type of way or say, I want to be an actor because you know, that's, Oh, that's what, that's what women do. That's what sissies do. And like sissy is tied to feminine, feminine or gay because gay men are actors. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to be me. I'm trying or to express just, myself. Right. Yeah. And even if I am, like I, it's a, and all these things. Like a lot of times, we put pressure on kids, and they're like, I don't know any of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Any of this. All like, of all of that is just a complication mm-hmm. on top of another complication, and that's why I'm in the arts because an artist will make it so simple, and it's like, yes, that's beautiful, or yes, this is why this is why we live, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll make that complication. And narrow it down to the most simplest basic thing. And it's, yes, I'm happy that I'm alive or I'm happy that I feel this way or this is the way it is. And and yeah, like I I, I feel like when it comes to the type of work that we do in terms of Decolores, um, it's important to highlight the conversation, but really know like the people that we support and that we're behind is ultimately um, to drive us to that point where we're like, yes, all of these conversations and all of these things that are happening, they're all out there and they're really difficult, but it took a lot more work to build the systems that allowed those things to exist mm-hmm. than it is to just take a step back and be like, yo, just be, mm-hmm. just be. Absolutely. Definitely. So I, I thought I was going to make this episode an hour and a half and I really don't know right now. So, um, it's too good. <laughs> we I'm laughed trying earlier. not to limit it. I mean, we knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, so next on this list is, um, pretty simple heterosexual who wants to tell us what that is. <sighs> <laughs> next topic. <laughs> 
Um, so heterosexual is pretty um, boring. Pretty boring. It's very much what we've already kind of discussed, right? Gender norms or gender roles, um, cis. Uh, and I don't mean SIS, I mean CIS. Um, heterosexual is just that. It is um, being what society told you you should be, basically, which is um, man attracted to woman, woman attracted to man. Cisgendered. And, correct. Man absolutely. attracted to cisgendered woman and vice versa. Exactly. So the most limited of the limited. Um, I don't know how to say it without just being a shady bitch. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. It's narrow. Yes. The path is narrow. <laughs> it is indeed. And um, here at Decolores, we mostly live a very hetero-seeming lifestyle. So <laughs> This path is wide. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, so we, we have our privilege as heterosexual people as well. And so um, definitely need to own that shit. Um, because we are so used to seeing everything through hetero ass eyes. Um, and so I love when I hear like CYC podcast or whoever talk about a queer show and seeing this and seeing that. And I'm like, damn, like my eyes are hetero as fuck. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because we're so used to seeing everything as that. And like, even though the quality might not always be there, we've always lived this life where we get to see our love or our experience, um, reflected to some degree, Whereas um, you don't even realize it because we live in such a cis hetero world. Um, so we will keep going. Woo. Next on the list. This one's pretty um, obvious. I think it is homosexual. An identity for a person who is attracted emotionally, erotically, and or sexually to some members of their own sex. Um, that's pretty to the point. Anybody want to add anything else to that? Mm -mm. Um, it's played. It's dated. We don't use is. her anymore. We don't use that word. We're advancing. It's 2019. Yeah. Um, next is homophobia. Which we do is, use that, though. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a is lot that, of... Was, was that the people at the W? We're not homophobic. Yes, we have gay we, friends. Exactly. We have gay friends. We have a stylist. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, Mama, and they're in Dallas at the W. They got mm. three stylists. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Lots no of style. Lo I'm here for this. Give me that into it. Um, you got three stylists with no style. Listen, because that's why you got the stylist to pretend you do. That's Dallas. That's Dallas. That's real, real Dallas. Um, the phobias are very popular right now because y'all don't know how to act and y'all are terrible people. Um, not probably our listeners. Who am I kidding? No. Is internalized uh, homophobia on there? No, that's also it should. A thing. Let's hear. Let's internalized anything should be on this mm -hmm. list. Um, and I maybe we should do a part two to this episode because I don't want it to go that long and we really this is very focused on lgbt communities um but this goes beyond so much more because there's internalized racism internalized mm -hmm. hate internalized fat phobia everything all mm -hmm. the phobias all the all the different um just the diaspora of identity is so much even the word diaspora that hoe is probably a little bit weird for people too um so we're gonna have a part two if everybody's down for that um eventually because there's a lot to cover here um but obviously homophobia refers to discriminatory thoughts or practices against lgbtq people um so yeah anybody want to add that one's also to the point. I mm -hmm. think we can get a little more in depth with it, um, with transphobia mm -hmm. and, um, which we have seen a lot of here in Dallas recently. Um, so this intersex is, I feel like I don't hear it enough 
but I learned it in school <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was in these like uh, race and gender classes. Um, intersex people are born with sex characteristics that do not fit typical binary notions of male or female bodies. Intersex is an umbrella term used to describe a wide range of natural bodily variations. In some cases, intersex traits are visible at birth, while in others, they are not apparent until puberty. Some chromosomal. Wow. Did I say that right? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good job, Ella. Intersex variations may not be physically apparent at all. Um, Which, um, I guess the slur of it that people would know. I don't, I don't Mm, want to say, yeah, it's hermaphrodite. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the more proper terminology to use. Um, Again, I think we're so limited that we don't even have these conversations often. Um, because we just don't understand the vastness of gender and because we've shunned people and because for being different for being different and because those parents of a lot of intersex children were like forced to make a decision for Mm -hmm. their kids at birth and then or either by the doctor or just by their parents or people in their family and so we don't we haven't seen this community because they've literally just been pushed you know, and, and covered up, but there's so many intersex people. Like it's a very common thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go misdiagnosed with different, Mm. um, medical is issues because they're actually intersex and they're treating it as other things. So there's way more intersex people than even are charted or even like that we even know of just because it's, it literally shows up in so many different ways. Right. And it says here, people who are intersex should not be assumed to be transgender. Um, again, mm-hmm. these are all those limiting mm-hmm. confines, right? Or, oh, this person was born this way and their parent had to make a decision. Um, so all these things deserve a lot more conversation mm-hmm. um, surrounding them. The next word is um, letters, LGBTQ, which also goes into IA+, um, which is not on this list, but that obviously, hopefully you fucking know by now, <laughs> um, goes for, stands for uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, and or queer. The I, I believe, is intersex, mm-hmm. and then A is asexual. Yes. The plus is plus, because there's a lot more things Maybe growing. Pan, um, <laughs> I think that's where, like, gender nonconforming... Mm-hmm. Those, those would fit yeah. in um yeah so this is a growing and evolving list of things if you hop on the apps there's like 40 to 50 different terms for mm. what people can you did subscribe that to, to me. yeah so it just really shows you specifically um native and indigenous terms mm. there's several mm. like over over 15 mm. like you so a lot of these lists mm-hmm. have those so it just shows like you were saying earlier this is we ain't new to this we true to this right. like there have been people and there will be new people that that are new terms because no there's no new people all of this has existed since forever but sure. there will be new terms that are developed and i always say i'm so excited to be alive while we're actually pushing them because mm. it's like this is revolutionary you know to, sure. to to ask people what their pronouns are and try to identify people correctly and all of these things and even as a person that is a cisgendered woman at first I felt silly even like announcing my pronouns. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's a privilege. But also I'm like, if I do it, people will realize like, maybe there's we power. should ask there's power or, you know, this. like, Oh, yeah. I didn't think to ask that. And it opens it up for somebody who might have what some may consider complicated pronouns, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that to be like, well, if she can say hers, then they can say mm-hmm. theirs and I can accept it, you know? So it's important that we keep using these terms, even if it feels weird because there's even being in the community some of them don't just slide off my tongue some of them i'm like is that right 
or mm-hmm. you know so it's it's still we're all learning these but sure. it's incredible to be here while we can respect people with with them we have the vocabulary to make people feel whole definitely. so that's important definitely mm-hmm. do you want to add anything yeah and it, it just goes back to just being an accomplice or an ally mm-hmm. like just being okay with being uncomfortable and saying like what are your pronouns mm-hmm. oh did i get it wrong i'm right. sorry right what mm-hmm. what should it be and and just being cool with that guilty yeah <laughs> yes it's no that's easy. true like all yeah. of that i even when you were talking about bisexual i remember talking to someone who i thought or i guess i got kind of schooled on the idea of bisexual and thinking oh someone that's you know attracted to both but even then it was broken down to like well maybe someone is bisexual but they might be attracted to you know a male that's only attracted to other males and a female that's mm-hmm. only attracted to other females where a, another bisexual person might be attracted to a male that's attracted to both or attracted mm-hmm. to only females and so i think that in terms of like having the conversation that's why i say like oh you know overall it, it it's important to be able to say okay cool i i i had a different understanding but you know school mm-hmm. me let me know like how how because that's a whole lot easier than saying no. You need to live by what I exactly. think you should live by. It, because it's easier for just, me to compute. Right. It's like no, just do a little brain exercise or don't. Yes. Just you don't even have to think about it. Actually, you could just say, "Oh, great, it doesn't affect me," exactly. and move on. Like yeah. if exactly. more people would do that, yes. it's like we there's there's some people that <laughs> and really it is Bible. learning the language mm-hmm. because I think. Also, people need to know that, like, it is okay at any age to decide that you want to change and that you want to be something different. And if you hear a word and a definition that really does resonate with you to say, I'm going to put that hat on and I'm going to see if that, like, looks good on me and feels right to me. Because, (laughs) you know, that's we see these people that are in their 60s, like, coming out. And once again, we see it as an act of bravery. But I weep for them. Like, that's sad to me. That's 60 years. That's like, yeah, you're 60 Mm -hmm. years old. And it's like, it's 2019. And it's like, they spent their the greater part of their life. We're happy for you, but we Yeah, we could have. We should have been celebrating you years ago. And you should have been able to be who you are. And so it, it is. It's like. Life or death, yes, but also while people are living, sometimes it is like the death of them. If mm. we can't just be open and celebrating, and, your, yeah, and your not full, understand, you don't have to understand everything, but you can definitely accept somebody exactly where they're at and say, if that's you, like I celebrate it and support it. Because a lot of times people, they don't, they don't know what they are until there is a word for it. And that's why it is so important that you guys mm-hmm. are going over these terms to a broad audience because it seems real textbook, right? We just went through definitions, but it's like, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun. <laughs> and it's also like, it makes you think about yourself and evaluate, you know, where you're at. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, we are. I would say shout out to Inner Hole Uprising because they yes. have taught me a lot about sexuality and terms and things that I'm like whoa a lot of my times through my life I didn't realize a lot of these things I related to Mm. so even learning about demisexual I was like oh wait I am a person that has to connect with someone emotionally that makes more sense as to why like that's Mm -hmm. how I become more attracted to somebody Mm -hmm. um so yeah Mm -hmm. definitely recommend that podcast if you want to learn more about sexuality and gender and all that that's and that's key right because everyone's unique and and there's differences in between every single human being. Mm-hmm. And so as different as our fingerprint is, that's as that's how we need to navigate the conversation. Because Absolutely. it's not, you know, one or the other. It's not binary. It's not like black or white. 
like there's way too and much the to celebrate. All of that, exactly, right? yeah. so there is way beauty. too much to celebrate and to be stuck with with a one or the other yeah. it just doesn't make any sense and that maybe that's why people are so afraid of the gay agenda because it really does i mean we are the rainbow like when you yeah. say there's no black or white it's there is like we guess what bitch we're the we, rainbow. yeah because there is there's there's room here like right. and i mean and of course we have our issues too in inside the community but there's room for the the language the conversation is happening mm -hmm. and that's why like i just remember back in the day all of my which back then i would have said all my gay friends but now you know of course knowing more i would t i would call them what they are what they what they present themselves as what they believe to be but it's it's like we can we don't have to she, we don't have to just think like that's my gay friend that's my ally we have to think like that's somebody that's in my life. That's somebody that I love. Like that's somebody yeah. that um, I care about and I want to respect them and I want to be there for them yes. and, and identify them the way that and they want to be simple as that. that. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Is just like, how much do you care? You know? And like, that's, that's all it is. Right. Do you care enough to make a fool of yourself and misgender somebody by accident and then say, I'm working on it. I'm so sorry. Like, please tell me like, who are you? It's for just sure. those, but it takes humility and that's just with everything. And also like, knowing that it is a learning curve it's still as as some it's of these fresh. terms yeah it's it's fresh i was telling i i uh, have the privilege of being friends with shanice and so we hang out and we have conversations like this all the time but we i've been telling her lately how i feel like this is such a shifting time in society and that we're finally having so many conversations we've never in existence had before or maybe that they weren't documented but that we're finally really upholding and like helping build in advance. Like we need to recognize the power in that. And even in our podcast, right? Like it might just be a little podcast in Dallas, Texas, but it's still, we're documenting so many yeah. things and what mm -hmm. we're doing I think, I mean, it's in happening. your art, in your, yeah. in your food in your, you know, yes. whatever creativity or however we're living in existence. Um, we really are powerful in our stories and in our living. So. Because it's important because we need to, because people are dying mm -hmm. and people, People are, are living their life according to someone else's agenda mm -hmm. right. and it's For too sure. important to 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 yeah. keep doing it everybody wants sure. to be free and loved Amen. and loved it's not even about sex mm, everybody just wants love. to be loved and Ooh, and, and felt girl. yeah <laughs> okay we gotta wrap this sometimes they up. want sex too <laughs> <laughs> i can't okay so as we're rounding up this list and finishing this episode questioning is next which we briefly touched on just a second ago an identity for people who are uncertain of their sexual orientation and or their gender identity everyone should be questioning okay we're all mm -hmm. figuring it out um uh that is questioning now we are going to do 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 what's next on this list it's a straight heterosexual we already covered that transgender or trans a broad umbrella term that we can ooh, that can be used to describe people whose gender expression is non-conforming and or whose gender identity is different from their sex assigned at birth transgender people may or may not choose to alter their bodies hormonally and or surgically people must self-identify as transgender in order for them to be appropriate appropriately used to describe them so that holds a lot of power just in that um because so often people again want to throw around all these terms for people and label people however they want to and so i think that said a lot of key points here um 
assigned at birth that was kind of what we were discussing with gender roles right so Mm -hmm. if you're born with a penis you're assumed male if you're uh, born with a vagina you're assumed female um and so assigned at birth means right that you're living this you're living the hetero cis life essentially maybe Mm -hmm. maybe not hetero but cis life as at Mm -hmm. least um and so within trans it's understanding that these people have lived a different experience from what was given to them from what was assigned to them at birth and assigned is pivotal as well because that is what the doctor Mm -hmm. said right um and and um so people who are trans live a different experience than what they were assigned um and they they do not have to have the surgery mm-hmm. is the part i also like yeah. or be to on identify hormones. or be on hormones um in order to identify as trans mm-hmm. um and then or be passing right exactly so there's mm-hmm. so much here mm-hmm. um take it away whoever Oof. i i think that that's a pretty um pretty concise description and also just important just to highlight that people don't have to do hormones or you know but there's a lot of body dysphoria and just recognizing that they're just different you know just what we've talked about just different versions of trans mm-hmm. i know india Moore also came out as a uh, non-binary india Moore's from pose which is a show predominantly about ballroom culture and a lot of ballroom culture was led and or influenced um heavily by trans uh people and led by them i mean the whole right a pride movement we discussed was um started by trans women Mm -hmm. um so so much of what is beautiful and radicalized and and necessary in our society has often been led especially in the queer community by trans people right and they're still so often the most um thrown aside and overlooked trans and mistreated color, trans people of color specifically for sure um people of color we already know yes, right is always how it goes and there's a different power dynamic within that as well um and then um as pat mentioned india moore who is a star on the show pose which is about mostly trans women um recently came out as um non-binary, non-binary um, which is also very important and, and powerful as well within that regard, right? Because she, they, see, I'm fucking up right here, um, is no longer limiting to what um, they were before. Um, so there's a lot there. Um, but like we said, we have a lot of uh, more, a lot more conversations to have. Mm-hmm. Um, transition is kind of what we discuss in general already with this process. Um, It says, refers to the myriad of actions a person may take, including the social, psychological, and medical process of transitioning from one gender to another. It is a complex process that occurs over a long period of time. It is not an event. This may include changing one's name, taking hormones, having surgery, or changing legal documents like a driver's license, social security records, etc. God, I wish we had more time because there's so much to discuss within that and understanding the power for people to be Mm. able to reclaim who they are through these processes is really, really um, important and difficult a lot of times. It's not an easy process either. Mm. And I know Nell um, a few episodes ago mentioned that and how she helps with that process as well. Um, which leads us a little more into transphobia and I believe um, that's pretty much the bottom of this list um, which like we said there's lots of phobias and I really hope y'all come back for a part two someday soon um, because there's so many layers like we said Um, this 
refers to discriminatory thoughts or practices against those who are perceived to break or blur stereotypical gender roles, um, expressed as stereotyping, discrimination, harassment, and or violence, um, usually directed at those who defy stereotypical gender norms or those who are perceived to exhibit non-heterosexual characteristics regardless of their actual gender identity or sexual orientation. Dallas, Texas has quite a bit of transphobia, um, specifically men of color is what it looks like, um, to get very, very specific, and that is influenced by a lot of different things. Um, A lot of people have a lot of transphobia in general because it's something that is um, misunderstood and they're just not informed. Um, So I hope to continue this conversation a lot more moving on. Um, But I hope that you all learned something. I know I learned something, even if I've read this list four times, um, having this conversation constantly with the outlook of moving forward is really um, important. And so next time, hopefully we can go into other things like oppression, ableism, classism, um, just racism, sexism, feminism, um, all these different things as well. I know I wrote down also white supremacy, white nationalists, nationalists, people of color, Latinx. I know um, my dear friend Shanice sent me a video from Vice, I believe it was Mm -hmm. today. I haven't watched it. Um, But just seeing how, as a people, we are not all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of gets frightening, whether it's within the LGBTQ framework or not, how much we don't know Um, gets really kind of scary because we're living in really wild times. Um, But I had a lot of fun doing this and discussing this with you all. Um, And I appreciate you all taking the time to be here with us for this because it's an, they're necessary conversations. If there's any more important terms that y'all want to add quickly before we go. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think like as cheesy as this is going to sound like sometimes you're just you Mm -hmm. and it's okay if you don't know or identify with any of those Mm, things, Yes, you know, which I'm also seeing the kids. I'm, I'm almost I don't want to say I'm almost 30. I got one year left, but um, (laughs) like people are like, I don't want to be anything. I don't even know what non-binary is. I don't want to call myself that either. I just am what I am right now. And so I'm like, there's a lot of liberation in that too, Mm -hmm. because that's just saying like, fuck it all of it because yeah. it all comes from a system sure, right absolutely. you know so it's like if you just want to go a wall and like be exist. none of it and just yeah. exist like that's a movement in itself as well you're allowed to do um that. but also if you do find solace in community and and in that you know sometimes a label does provide comfort because you don't have it in your your nuclear family or or whatever so beautiful any parting words anything else you, we want to hear from Shanice before you go um electric kitchen is partnering with veggie mijas in dallas for a poc only pool party july 13th that stirred up a little controversy it did um why (laughs) why i i I only ask because people will ask yeah um people are upset because it's poc only um and you know some poc are upset about that and because we're in texas and we're colonized af yeah and physically um, spiritually yep and if you feel like you want to rock with white people at the pool for four hours Good on luck. the same day, 
oh. go on ahead. Um, but it's but, important to have <laughs> these. Yes, spaces. but it's important to have these spaces. So we do stand by it. Um, if you do identify as POC, that is a person of color. For the people on Facebook who are like, "What's that?" Um, That's you like white Tupac's basically. a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can hop online on the Eventbrite. It's the Veggie Mijas pool party. And um, we're July excited. 13th. July 13th from 2 p.m. to sunset. We're going to have a Caribbean-themed buffet. Um, there's swimming, volleyball, a DJ, and uh, CBD mocktails. Gosh, we're going to talk. I'm going to eat yes. three of them. Yes. So the tickets are only 15 bucks. It's you all you can eat. Yeah, I'm going to get back. Yes. Yes, everybody's welcome. Come that in your swimsuit. That flight gonna get delayed. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's going on. Um, if you're if you want to rock with the movement, support the POC only spaces. I yes. think it's funny because Veggie Mijas it originated in like New, New York, York. Mm-hmm. and so that's very norm there. Yeah, a place like Texas posting <clears throat> this cause. Tra- she had to make a whole like. Um, <sighs> like statement she's never had to make a statement before as long as they've been in in mm. you know going so it's just funny like if we had never labeled it as poc only i'm sure it probably would have been poc only uh, but because it had are. the label right it was just telling somebody no and i mean like like i said i but get it it hurts people's thing. feelings we're so but... used to coddling white mm-hmm. people's feelings exactly. that something like this feels hurtful and it's mm-hmm. not it's just a space where we're allowed to feel united and free and yeah. that's too much for them to feel othered and different like mm-hmm. we've fucking existed our whole life yeah anyways yeah. Whew, yeah. i'm so glad that y'all are doing that thank you are you gonna add anything else <laughs> no that's okay it. and angela do you have anything to share with us yeah if i um yeah thank you so much for having this that's why i love your podcast yeah. it's like you're always like talking about the things that we should care about and mm-hmm. how we should approach them um and just like challenging them but um, yeah, I have a show at uh, the Dallas Public Library till the January 29th. Or it's June amazing. 29th. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's so a good. lot of fun. Thanks to Library Bay, your co-producer hey. person, yes. Pat. Our sweet um, Pat. Yeah, so I want to invite you guys to see that. And then also um, having an artist talk on Saturday at Elevate. From and what day is that? Saturday is June 20th. 23rd 22nd 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 I don't know I'm just trying to make if we get the dates they'll know a little better it's 22nd because I think we have something on the 23rd so (laughs) oh wait will this podcast be out it'll be out by Friday it will be out on the 21st thank you yeah so go it might be out on the 21st Okay. Um, it'll be out on the tour um, <laughs> um no but definitely go if you can't go to the artist talk at least go see the exhibit there's a yeah. lot of amazing artists in that in that um show and it's great work i really really enjoyed going and it was like ooh, i want to see more of this it was amazing so at the central library Downtown, across from city hall Jay dallas Erickson. texas Echo a mano. Echo a mano. Make sure. Deprioritizing whiteness. Absolutely. <laughs> goals. Yes. Squad yes. goals. Art show goals. <laughs> well, since this will be out this week, I'm actually performing stand up on the 22nd. Uh-oh. Yes. Um, and uh, this wine has kind of got me. So you're going to have to go to my Instagram to see oh, what the details my, are. I know. Your Instagram? Yes, or, yes okay. mine. Yeah, mine. I'm like, oh, all mine. of them. She got that wine. Yes. Also at Eat Electric. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. With the Revolution Cafe and bookstore, they're putting together. Um, Nisi's putting together a show called Velvet. It's like um, mm, yes, the I Harlem Renaissance all over. That's dope. Yeah. So there's lots of performers and really, really good people. Like we've been 
I'm in a group message with everybody that's going to be performing and they'll have some like live painting and poetry and, and uh, musicians and instrumentalists and all this stuff. So, you know, I'm going to be there trying to be funny. So you are funny. Queen. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys go follow Definitely. me on Instagram and figure out how to get What's there. the handle? At Cha Cha Shanice. That's C-H-A-C-H-A-C-H-A-N-I-S-E. Okay. And what about Electric Kitchen? <laughs> That's Eat Electric. It's electric, but eat it. Exactly. That's <laughs> our motto. where do we find you? At the Foztastic. And they're a brilliant artist, and you should buy their work as well. Okay? Thank you so Actually, much. Actually, I the first time that I ever met Angela was here, and it was we were talking, and you were like, you just sold a piece of art. And you were, I, that's what I knew. Yeah. I just loved you because you were like, oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> like you, like so it, it was so sweet. And I was like, I got to see this moment where the artist, I you don't get to see that very that. often where an artist finds out that they sold, you know, a piece of work. Yeah. And I was like, that's so special. And it was just so sweet to see you like so excited and touched. And then Aww. to see the person like leaving with their art. And it was really yeah, special. I'm so nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I love you both. Y'all are amazing. And I hope we either have you back for the second part of this conversation or just sometime soon. We appreciate all y'all do here um in dallas and beyond and we will jump into briefly our self-care corner because we've definitely gone over time quite a bit and i love you all y'all remember when eva said we were gonna do this in an hour (laughs) (laughs) oh ashley said and with her groggy voice yeah i remember that (laughs) asleep on the floor at least the colores is a home for everyone okay you can sleep on this floor we got marta in the back uh, rocking that Stussy hat that I cannot afford. How- <laughs> what the fuck? How drunk am I? I didn't even see you. <laughs> we love a sneaky twin. We love a sneaky twin. This is Daisy's Daisy's twin. sister. <laughs> Our lovely intern. The backup intern. Ah, I'm just kidding. The double intern. Did that sound harsh? I didn't mean it to sound harsh. Okay. I'm like, God, everybody said, ah. I'm like, ah. The okay. backup intern. The family. The family. What's up, family? Here. What's up, family? Okay, so I'm just going to quickly say um, uh, for my self care corner before we jump into our events, I. Oh, I have to sing the song, right? Self care corner. I'm trying to speed it up. Um, so I. This is going to sound really stupid, but I'm very addicted to social media. So I called it a cleanse slash detox. Um, <laughs> detox. Uh, and um props, I, though. thank you i gotta uh, we gotta pause and give you props thank you i really didn't do it for the applause i did it for myself and my sanity so um no i, I know but it, it didn't go unnoticed i was like what the fuck i i thought the world was you ending you noticed me yeah yeah there wasn't <laughs> i couldn't creep on twitter because i was like oh shit i guess twitter's down Selena oh no Eva's just Eva's yes. just not posting oh my wow <laughs> Um, but I really just decided I wanted to take time for myself and just kind of see, like, I was doing a lot of the same things over and over again and not feeling any different results. And I was like, I need to switch it up. Um, so I got off of social media and it was honestly not that terrible. Like I was still so busy that I didn't even have time. I was like, why am I making time for social media when I don't even have time? Like, I'm just constantly going and then like literally checking shit at stoplights and like places I shouldn't be checking it, but because I'm addicted to it, um, 
I was doing it. Um, so it was really nice to go to sleep earlier and meditate and read, which is what I did with the extra time I did have in the morning and at night, uh, which is the times that I usually get on social media. And then, um, it, it was, it was uncomfortable sometimes or awkward or sad because like when we had like drinks or something, everybody would be like, or I think even Ashley was like, did you see Oprah did it? And I was like, no, I'm not on social media. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and I kept not knowing what was happening. Cause I get all my news from Twitter. So I was like, y'all send me things, send me the memes. Who did what Kim K's where? Like, I didn't know anything that was happening because all my information literally comes from Twitter. Um, if so, you just stopped like for a longer period of time, people would have started retweeting for you. Oh my God. Like, like I, you'd see shit on my account that I would never retweet, yes. but just so that I could document CC. some news and have it for you. I was like, even with this episode, I was like, am I going to know what to say? Like I've barely been on, but that's why I picked kind of stuff that happened, I guess later on uh, more recently. Cause I really, it was a weird thing to like hang out with my friends and they'd be like, did you see Jacqueline Hill makeup had hair in it or some shit? And I was like i don't know who that is i don't know what's happening i missed that too, i know though, so. i don't know if you i feel like you i don't know it was okay well it's fine um anyways just the things that people were talking about and i typically would know because i'm addicted to twitter reminds me i need to bake I'll, i gotta okay go. get that uh eyeliner uh that you had why are you hating on it i'm because you're rich um anyways that's good eyeliner it's vegan too take away time for yourself um allow yourself to be uncomfortable and change your patterns in order to focus on yourself and find the present which that's what that allowed me to do by stepping away from social media for a minute i was living a little more in the present as much as my anxiety would let me still um which is funny because my therapist i got a new therapist y'all um she told me to stop she was like i feel like you live in the what if a lot and she's like stop living in the what if and like smack your brain and tell it to live in the what is and i was like oh shit it was so simple but i was like you know what i'm gonna try that and i haven't done very well with it but i'm gonna let y'all know because i still thought it was good information (laughs) um so that is my self-care corner for this week if anybody has anything to add please feel free no keep rolling okay i know we're ready to get out of here um pat i mean rafa take the first one pat you're taking the next four our upcoming the colores events all right sure pat needs a microphone exactly june 23rd is our two-year anniversary a little past our two-year date but De Coco will be having their summer bash at sunset crab shack our brown business of the week we'll be having all kinds of hot messes going on good messes good messes i'm saying hot because it'll be hot yes the sun will be out and shining okay yes that is what we're putting into the universe please god (laughs) um tz does it we'll be holding it down on the ones and twos we'll have some vendors out there um playing some music we'll have some candy a bunch of like photo op stuff you'll get to hang out with us we'll get to do a cumbia circle it'll just be fun and good times we're not gonna host a show because that's a host at but there will be hoes and me by Eva. host, I mean me. I said host. Mm, what yes, the ho. The, the ho host. <laughs> oh, yes, my gosh. Put the ho in host. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be fun, though. Like, uh, show up to Sunset Crab Shack. Because, one, they got good food. It's just going to be a good time. Go huh? ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we'll make them have vegan they food. They have potatoes. They're homies. <laughs> <laughs> 
sweet. Oh as, my gosh. I don't know what okay. vegan food looks the like. De- the Decoco gang will be there. That includes A lot the- of our guests will be there. Yeah. A lot of amazing people will be people there. People are gonna pull up. It's gonna be a grand time. We will have great On things. Sunday, June twenty third, the Lord's Day. Take June the day 20th. of Sabbath with the Coco. JC gonna be there. Go to church, <laughs> spirit, with me at sunset. I don't mean to our offend. friend JC. I'm be there not in here to offend. Two any to six room. o'clock. Pull up off of Sunset and Llewellyn here in Oak Cliff, Texas, right next to Fiesta. I told Mario the paletero. He became friends with me. Bruh. He told me he was gonna pull up. He put his phone number in Yo, my phone. No lie. We're having summer camp right now at the Oak Cliff Cultural Stop. Center. This man pulls up like every other day in the afternoon and he's like, y'all still doing that party, right? Stop. Oh, he's ready. This man takes Venmo and he Zell. Ta- and Zell. And he's when ready. You're a speaker. When your paletero takes he's Venmo an and Zell. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. But I can't tell him that because he. I thought he had a crush on me and I got nervous. So. <laughs> I was like, I might have some game in the in the fucking cart, paletero cart game. Oh Gotta go bye. Um, anyways, pull up, support all our amazing artists do. and people. Yikes. Oh, my fucking gatos. Next event, we'll see you on Sunday um, from 2 to 6. We can't wait to see you. Pat, take away the rest, please. So, um, last opportunity to see Freedman, Freedman's Town to Botham Jean at the library. Um, our last event's going to be at Fretz Park. Um, which it was actually kind of the windows were taken down and stuff from the rainstorm, but they are still going to do the show there. So that's going to be the last one. Hopefully we can do some more. We're trying to, trying to figure out where and when, if that's going to happen. So we're working with oral fixation to try and bring that back to the library or at other locations. So catch that June 22nd, Saturday at 2 PM at the Fretz park branch. Um, yeah. And then one big announcement. One That's big announcement. Fun. We're real excited. Um, July What's 10th happening? through the 13th, we'll be in New York, babies. Um, for LAMC, an <laughs> alternative music conference. What? So, you know, I'm like really hyped because indie music, Latin life. music, like everything. Yeah, there's some, some dope artists going to be out there, though. Gabby I'm Moreno, a bunch of other people are going to be there. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited. We'll see you in New York. If you're in New York and you want to see us or meet us, I guess, let us know. If you want to record a podcast with us, let us know. LatinAlternative.com, the Latin Alternative Music Conference in New York. It's happening in all kinds of places. They're doing all kinds of panels and all kinds of whatnots. Artists from wherever are coming out. Um, It's kind of a big deal. They've been doing it for a while. But we will be out there. Ximena Sarinana. Yeah. He may not be holding it down, but we'll we'll be linked up with some artists. We'll be doing some interviews. We'll be documenting the trip. And um, yeah, LAMC has been kind enough to show a lot of love our way uh, because they know De Coco out here putting in work. So we're, we're going to go out there and let them know what the 214 is doing. But at the same time, uh, show some love to the 212. So yes. New York, we will see you soon. Yay. July 10th through the 13th. Our thank you, Patty. Our brown business of the week is Alons. This is pronounced Alons. Jewels, expanding crystal consciousness, elevate your energy. And you know what? That's what I need to do. So you know what I'm gonna do on Sunday? I'm gonna buy some Alons jewels from at Alons Jewels LLC. Um, they will be at our awesome uh, Summer Bash this Sunday alongside Somar ATX, Chiclezine, Anne's Disasters, Everything Living, and themselves, Alon's Jewels. These are all women-owned, so I just want to say that. It's all women of color-owned. 
friend. Um, so I don't know if we're that bitch, but I think they're that bitch and we're all that bitch together. Um, but please support Alon's Jewels. They're re really beautiful work. Uh, I know our friends Janice and Ashley both rock some of their their goodies and it's really dope, beautiful stuff. So we need to support this black business of the week. Yay! Now, finally, we're going to do, do it super, super, super speedy fast because this episode's so I'm long and beautiful. I'm scared to even say anything now. Go, Pat, go. What um, the fuck you got? I'm just going to say Rosa Pistola because I'm getting for, ready for the summer with all that perrea. So um, check her out. She's a DJ. She does parties in Mexico. Um, but it's fucking dope, and I love it. Um, yeah, check her out. Um, Tomasa del Real also dropped a really dope album, by the mm. way. So just telling y'all to check that one, too. Rafi, what you got? Um, I, I text Pat. <laughs> I so I watched Los Espookies. I'm ready for oh, it. Oh, I heard about it on HBO. Yo, yeah, it that shit so is good. fucking ridiculous. It's stupid and funny as shit. So um, I need to watch it. CYC yeah. also promoted it too. So Word. we stand. I was skeptical because I was like Fred Armisen. I okay, know, same. I'm gonna watch some Portlandia shit. Right. Like I was gonna do it anyway, but whatever. Some white but Latino shit. yeah, it's all in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I, the, the first Spanish. episode, it's all in Spanish. Oh, that's funny. And, and it's got all some Latin, uh, actors, right? <clears throat> yeah. And so, like, as soon as the fucking Mexican goths pulled up, I was like, all right. Those darks, that's why I know I'm, I'm like, ready shit. for it. Yeah, no, it's, the premise is, like, ridiculous. Like, it's 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 hilarious. It's just really strange and awkward and weird, but fucking hilarious. I'm still um, sad they stole my band name. Yeah, they did. Um, but it's definitely movies. worth the time. Uh, and I'm glad that it's on HBO. And I'm glad, like... Listen, when y'all put good money in production behind these shows, they they are yeah, good to go. Yeah, that shit is lit. It's lit. Um, so I kind of um I I'm I know this show is really triggering for a lot of people and I understand them not watching it, but I started seeing more. I started watching more of how they see us. Um and when they see us. Why do I keep doing that? Is it it's when they see us? Yes. Why did I say how they see us? It's true too. Because it's how they saw them at that mm -hmm. time. Well, motherfucker. Ooh, yeah, I started that and I, I like. I haven't been emotionally prepared to so watch it. So the first yet. episode was like the worst, I think. I haven't finished it, but I think. I understand a lot of people not watching it. I completely respect that. I'm not telling anyone who cannot and lives this life often or works in this field or is constantly fighting. Like I'm not pressuring, pressuring you to watch it. I want to finish watching it because I feel like I want to know the full story and really see what was created um, by Ava DuVernay for this. And um, also just support these young, these, these men that live this life and, their lives were completely transformed, and so I want to uh, fully experience, I guess, this creation, even though it is really hard to watch. Um, but I'm excited also to watch the Oprah talk back afterwards, and so that's kind of why I'm pushing myself to watch it. Uh, because I'm oh, like, is it like the last episode on like Netflix? It, yeah, like they added an interview. My sister Susie said. Oh, okay. um, so I want to watch that because I feel like I want to understand the full depths of what all happened. I know the uh, stupid forty five said some stupid shit, and I I like that she keeps blasting him on that show just to show. Um, just how horribly racist and terrible he is. Um, and oh, yeah, because he did a lot of stuff with it, right? Right. I mean, he was one of the biggest movers mm -hmm. and shakers behind that. Um, but between that and Pose, which that's my other who you got, um, both of these, I, and I put them side by side because a lot of them are a lot of what Shanice has kind of mentioned a couple times, um, which was black and Latino people together. 
um, either facing the harsh realities of the system, right? Which was how crooked and, and horrible it can be, or also creating a powerful, amazing, incredible movement <clears throat> that people are now trying to co-opt and steal and have, right? And, and completely um, change and revolutionize the beauty and fun in their community by expression um so pose is just so fun and so just so well done and ryan murphy knew his place as the as the you know white man behind it to really give it away to the black and brown people that helped lead the movement or experience or were touched and affected by it Mm -hmm. and it is reflected in the greatness of that work and so um i definitely want to lean into more of that beautiful creation that we are more powerful together, even though there's a lot of anti-blackness within the Latino community and then just a lot of like xenophobia and a lot of different things within both of these. But understanding the similarities between cultures and how shit, we invented hip hop together, right? Like all these different things um, that that we we overlook so often. And, and I think it's powerful to hopefully continue transforming the world. So that is all the cheese I have for today. Um, I think that wraps it up for us here at the Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. Like go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write up a review for us, especially for our two year. And if you love us, go do it. Go tell your people that we're amazing and spread the word because word of mouth works best. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events, support our POC businesses, uplift our guests. Tell everyone you love to follow us at the colores co if you enjoy our personal thoughts you can follow me at eva arreguin rafa at exile and pat at pat on instagram and tahin mommy because she likes you don't, i out. don't know why you because I, I feel bad if i only say one <laughs> our theme song is cumbia anthem by the one and only el dusty our audio editor is rafael tamayo our intern is daisy rincon We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on contact us on social media or email us at decoloriscollective at gmail.com. And maybe or not, there should be a website pretty soon. Wow. Welcome to 2019, y'all. My Xanga is ready. <laughs> what's your Xanga? Like, what's the profile song, though? The profile song is Electric Avenue. Still. <laughs> Still. That used to be my Xanga song. In my, my face. My face. <laughs> Thank you so much again for being with us. And join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Yo. The, the-, the Colores Radio. De-, De-, De Colores Radio.